what is up, everybody? Thank you uh, for tuning into the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. We're really excited about this new podcast. It's really designed to, to just be very casual, just a couple of leaders at Fathom talking faith, talking life, talking about how we can grow in our faith, where it's really going on between Monday through Saturday, not just on Sunday. So uh, tune in, listen to the conversation, open your heart, and pray that, that this really helps. Welcome, welcome. This is Fathom Beyond Sunday, where we engage in lively conversation, um, or sometimes not so lively. <laughs> We're keeping it lively today. <laughs> about what we talked about on Sunday and how we can apply it to our lives throughout the week. Um, today, you have Pastor Kyle Nelson, the lead pastor here at Fathom Church. I need a tagline like like you got, welcome, welcome. You're, you're <laughs> double welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm getting a bit redundant. <laughs> yeah, I'll come up with something. <laughs> well, we, um, and I am Jackie Cobble, and I, I, I say that every week just because I want you to know who you're talking to if you're new to this podcast. If you aren't new, just know that we love you and we're glad that you're still listening even though we've told you every week <laughs> absolutely this is this is fun it's really important and i've got a squeaky mm. mic stand that needs some wd-40 i don't know if you can hear that on there um don't edit that out <laughs> um yeah and, and i'm just thankful for this forum to just be able to discuss both of us know how important it is um, for each one of you listening to be able to have conversations about your faith that you're not just hearers of the word and because I think what happens between being a hearer of the word and a doer of the word is a discusser of the word. Yes. And a learner of the word. Yep. And a prayer of the word <laughs> that we've been talking about. And, and I believe those things really begin to shape us to really be doers of the word because we, we cross through understanding. We cross through our doubts and fears and, and confusion around things that we've heard said, but we haven't had an opportunity to talk about our questions and, and what we're struggling with with that. Cause that's the real part of our faith is mm-hmm. it's, it's not just light switch on or light switch off. It's, it's kind of exactly trekking through the mud often is what it feels like. And, uh, and stepping out of the boat too. Oh, um, at times different. In, it just reminded me of something last night. Um, I was in this uh, women's gathering and I was praying and we're in the process of raising money for our, to, to move to Northern Ireland as missionaries. And, you know, it's a lot of money and mm-hmm. I've been feeling kind of overwhelmed about it. Like, and, and God has been faithful to, to show me things and to move in it. But last night I felt this, Okay, this is going to sound really weird, but have you ever felt like your your faith, your future faith, like I'm not fully there yet, mm-hmm. but I, I feel the peace that's coming. Mm-hmm. Like I will be there and mm-hmm. it will be solidified. Yep. And God was like, I'm going to give you a glimpse into this mm-hmm. last night. And I'm just like, okay, God, the struggle is totally worth mm-hmm. it if I can get there. Yeah. <laughs> like if I can feel like that, if I can have that peace over this. Yeah. And, and I think we're going to talk about freedom today. And faith is such a core part of freedom. Yes. Like yes. just even what you were talking about, faith is such a core part of freedom. And, and we don't often think about that. And just to recap the, the message on Sunday, I kind of gave like <laughs> the Christian Bill of Rights, kind of yep. I a little it. bit goofy, but yeah, you could appreciate that, my goofiness <laughs> there. Um and not, it's not 10, you know, on the Bill of Rights, just three, the first being what we're freed from, that Christ has set us free from the bondage, penalty, and power of sin. 
classic preacher move, three <laughs> points in one, like sneak them in there. And the second one is what Christ, we are set free to, and that's to Christ himself, to mm-hmm. relationship with Christ um, and, and pursue him in, in holiness to, to be like him. We've talked about that in recent weeks. And and then finally, to that we're free to serve one another in love. And, and faith is such a crucial part of that. I mean, mm-hmm. with the first, what we're set free from, from the bondage of sin is because we've put our faith in Jesus. Yep. And and overcoming that power of sin that is the kind of the third point of like one C, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, the power of sin is because we continue to trust in Jesus that yes. that His ways are perfect, and and we we delight ourselves in His truth and His truth for our life, and it's that truth that'll you know set us free and and that knowledge of Him that'll set us free, and so just mm-hmm. pursuing Him. I think is how we overcome that sin is, is yeah. he, he's changing our desires as uh, that transformation, that renewing of our mind that Romans 12 tells us takes place when we view that mercy that he gave us in setting us free from the bondage of sin and the penalty of sin. When we see that, man, then, then that begins to, to bleed into a, a renewed mind because we're pursuing him and delighting ourselves Yep. Um, in him, which all just begins to pour out into how we interact with one another. And I think there's so much, this is so um, applicable right now in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, the year of an election, um, the the year of all the things um, <laughs> in regards to health and science and and uh, racial inequality and, and mm-hmm. the conflicts uh, at the local levels that we're seeing. Um, there's just so much room for division. And we've talked about unity. And I think where rubber hits the road in this unity thing is really working out this, okay, we're free. Yeah. But most believers don't act super free. And, and they're not using that freedom to serve one another in love. And, and what a different culture we would live in, right? When we talk about being citizens of heaven, which we've been talk, talking mm-hmm. about, is if we, if we did this, how different would our world be? Yeah. If, if we lived like this, everybody, everybody would, would want to be a part of it. Um, but so many believers are, are still overcome by sin, are still enslaved to sin, mm-hmm. are still enslaved to the law still in bondage. I mean, what that Galatians five one, they've they've taken back on the yoke of slavery. Yeah. And they're absolutely. just kind of keeping the the, the the rules and um and the transformation's not taking place. So I've got a lot on my heart as far <laughs> as this. I left a lot of meat on the bones on Sunday. So uh, let's go wherever <laughs> wherever you want to go here. <laughs> well I think starting starting let's start with okay, why why are we free? Like mm-hmm. why why were we given freedom in the first yeah. place? Yeah, the the main text for Sunday Galatians five um, one it is for freedom he set us free. <laughs> so right. we're set free because God wants us free. Mm-hmm. This is what God has designed for our lives is not to be goody two shoes. Nope. Which when I was a kid that's what I thought it meant to be a Christian. Yeah, I grew up in that too. Is is to keep all the rules. And to be good. So mommy and dad will be proud of you. And so God will love you. Yep. And 90% of people, that's probably how they grew up kind of understanding Christianity, even if they didn't grow up in a Christian home or anything. That's what it meant. 
and knowing like why is because God wants us free. And this has always been God's plan. Like mm-hmm. this is not new. We see it in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. When God chose a people for himself and said, I want to be your God. I want you to be my people. And he gave them a framework. That He said that. He called Abram. He chose them. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. And so his love was already there. It was all already about relationship. It was already about faith. And God begins to just say, okay, you're going to be my people, but I want you to be different than the rest of the world. Yeah. And so he begins to just lay out this moral framework, these boundaries of this relationship with him that it's really going to be built off of two things if categorically, and I don't know how comfortable people are with this, but categorically break it. It's pretty obvious when you look at the Ten Commandments, Exodus chapter 20, that God gives us these commandments and really the, what's the pinnacle of the old testament what's the what's the pinnacle story of the old testament one if you had to pick one um <laughs> one book of the bible in the old testament that's really the 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 arc of the the old testament that's the, the pinnacle of the old testament the pinnacle of the old testament good grief i mean i'm putting you on the spot here you are um I mean, if I had to pick one, Exodus? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that would yeah, be Exodus. my... <laughs> Why, what, what's the whole point of Exodus? I mean, it's it's the establishment of the law. It's the establishment of seeing our sin and recognizing sin for sin. And God and setting his people... To recognize our need. And, and setting them free. Yeah. Yep. Showing that he's a deliverer. He's a redeemer mm-hmm. that, yes, sin has entered into the world because of our own disobedience mm-hmm. and because of our rejection of his goodness and his truth and his perfect plan. But he still has a plan. Mm-hmm. And yeah. his desire, our failures have not turned him away. No. His plan is still freedom and redemption. And so he lays this framework with the law and the, the first establishment of that in the Ten Commandments and then a furthering of that in, in later, later times as it goes on. It goes 500 some odd, you know, yeah. laws. But the Ten Commandments at the core of that are essentially broken into two categories of our relationship with God and our relationship with people. Mm-hmm. You know, saying, I, I want you to be different. I, I don't want you to have a bunch of gods. Right. That you got to sacrifice to. And you got to, you know, I, I, I don't, I want you to make sure you've got this relationship right between me and you, between us and God. Yep. And I want to make sure you understand your relationship with one another. I don't want you stealing, killing, um, adultering, lying, uh, all those things um, with one another. I want you to uh, respect one another. Mm-hmm. I, I want there to be freedom because you infringe upon that person's freedom. Right. And you do that. And so it, it really starts from from there. It goes way back. And, and God's plan all along has been for us to enjoy him mm-hmm. and to live in such a way that not only we can enjoy him, um, but we we honor him by the way we treat and serve one another. And the yeah. love that he's shown us, we we show that to others. And so that's where those final two points free to pursue him and free to 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 uh, serve one another in love yeah the the idea of um freedom 
is, is such a large topic because it is such a struggle for the church because the Bible, if we don't look at it as a whole, can conflict with itself. But when we look at scripture and we look at all of scripture and we begin to take a survey of what God is doing, my husband just started doing survey work and, you know, it's not about the it's not about the minute, like each little inch. It's about the entirety of the land, you mm-hmm. know? And so when we look at the Bible and we're looking at the landscape of the Bible and what it, what it talks about, like the freedom that we are given, what, that he's talking about in Galatians, is because in order for us to even recognize God as God, we have to come out from under our own sin. Mm-hmm. We can't love God the way we need to love God until we have been made free from some of those things. Yeah, and that's how and that's how when Christ comes to us. I mean, He cr- comes mm-hmm. to us while we're yes. while we're sinners, and then He knows that, and so He did that first. Yeah, that's what Christ yep. did: is He He broke the bondage to the law that we don't have to live with this this understanding that we had of what this meant to follow Jesus was to keep the rules and, you know, and, and live under this guilt and shame of I'm never good enough. Mm-hmm. I've got to do more. I've got to work my way to God. Like that's, that's, it's bondage. It's bondage. And so many people have turned away from the local body of, of Christ because they've misunderstood God's desire and God's intention is is not for us to live like that. That it, that now God has wants to write the his his new covenant on the tablets of our hearts. You know that that's really an, an Old Testament passage that's brought into Second Corinthians chapter three um, and through chapter five is is just that God's writing the story on our hearts. Transformation of our heart is where we begin to know freedom, not through keeping all the rules and, 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 you know, just doing what we think is supposed to make us good and what's supposed to make us free. It's actually in a, per, a, a genuine relationship with God that we begin to understand freedom. And that's where God wants us is, is in a relationship with him. And that's where we're going to be most free. And you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And, and that's just not um, gnosis, you know, right. of, of head knowledge, but knowing Jesus, who is the way, who is the truth, who is the life, yeah. knowing him. And that, that's the second part. That's we are freed to know him. That's when that overcoming sin really begins to take place. And we begin to experience life in a whole different way and experience purpose in a whole deeper way as well when it comes to, to serving one another. Yeah. yeah, I think sometimes our our head knowledge gets in the way of that freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, we we block ourselves from being free um by by trying to work it out mm-hmm. in our own self. Yeah. You know, and we're like, well, you know, we have to do this, this and this and then then we'll have freedom or we you know, but God's like, "No, no, my my grace is sufficient." Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is you are able to have freedom and still have sin yeah and and but that freedom shouldn't cause us to to take advantage of that right which is what Romans 6 you know one says what should we do should we keep on sinning mm-hmm. of course not we should not keep on sinning just because his grace abounds we should 
we should pursue Christ. We should right. want to be a representation of him. We shouldn't use our freedom to indulge the flesh. And some have taken that theology, like yeah, that poor absolutely. theology, um, and, and, and begin to take advantage of it. And I, I really feel it's, it's spitting on the cross of Christ. And I think that kind absolutely. of intense language is needed for people who, um, who maybe find themselves in that place, abusing the graces of God. Um, and just be like, oh, he'll forgive me. Well, yeah, he, he loves you and, and, and he, he wants to <laughs> forgive you, but that's not repentance either. No. Um, and, and you need to know that. And feeling, um, feeling shame and, and feeling bad about doing something, but then repeating it. Oh, I tell my kids this all the time. I'm like, you know, like the first time it's, this is the correction. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about it. Let's let's think through why you're doing this and like, let's, let's be kind and gentle. But then as, as the times continue, you know, as you're doing the same thing over and over, it's, it's less of this soft, gentle correction Mm -hmm. and more of a firm hand of discipline. Yeah, I was thinking about this last night and uh, I'm off social media now, but I'm like, I need to post this. (laughs) (laughs) Do we recognize God's discipline when it's actually happening in our life? I mean, for me, sometimes. <laughs> Other times, no. Oftentimes, <laughs> we don't even see it. And it's actually God's hand of discipline in our life. Mm-hmm. And we think it's all 100 other factors before we actually think, maybe God's trying to get my attention here. Oh, that we were just having a conversation about something um, earlier uh, mm-hmm. when we were getting started about my eating habits. Um, I have known for a while that I'm not supposed to be eating gluten. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, God was very clear. I fasted at the beginning of the year and God was like, see, okay, this is what you're supposed to feel like. And this is what it's supposed to be. And like over and over and over he's, I've been like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then, then somebody has a cupcake or a muffin or, <laughs> you know, insert something deliciously gluten filled. Yeah. And and I like I fall into that temptation. I'm like, I just I just really want to eat this cupcake yeah. right now. And so I do. And lately, like God was very gentle in the beginning and kind of just gave me like little flare ups of eczema or like little, you know, like yeah. not, I wouldn't say God inflicted these on me, but he allowed them to happen, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and today I came in and yesterday I my grandmother made banana muffins and they were amazing. Awesome. <laughs> and like, and so I ate two of them. And this morning, my stomach has felt completely awful. I have yeah. felt terrible all day. And God, still very kind to me. He's like, I have been telling you to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and so today I have been very good. Like I have yeah. not, but it's his hand of correction. Yeah. Like he's, he is allowing my body to be inflicted so that I will wake up and pay attention to what is destroying my, my physical body. Yeah, and that gets into a really good conversation that I want to spend some time talking about, which is really that third point where we were talking about preferences, conviction, mm-hmm. and what's sin. And, I, and, and there's just a lot of meat left on the bones there. And so really the background that I didn't have time to for my... <laughs> understanding of the new testament text um there's a lot of there's a number of places you could go to i think the most um the the deepest and most head-on is uh, romans 14 and 15 
which are often labeled the strong and the weak in your little <laughs> headings that are, yeah. are, you know, contemporary Bibles, you know, put in there. And Paul uses this language of strong and weak that can be offensive to one who's reading it and who finds themselves on the weak side of this. And really at the heart of it, what we were talking about is freedom yeah. and faith. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's going to say those who have weaker faith. And, and, and so I just want to preface this before we read through. We don't have time to read through two chapters, but I would encourage everyone to read through these as we talk about preferences, convictions, and, uh, and sin. Um, and so let's read a little bit and then let's, yep. let's unpack these. Um, Romans 14, one says, except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. This is important. Dis- what's disputable matters? Um, a disputable matter is something that's non salvific. It's not, mm-hmm. doesn't change our salvation. Amen. Right. Um, the, the Jesus being fully God and fully man, changes our salvation. If he's not fully God, he can't be perfect. If he's not perfect, then he's not an apt sacrifice for our sins. Mm. He's not a lamb without blemish. That's, that's salvific. That's a, dis- yes. that, that's not a disputable matter. Amen. That's heresy, right? So let's go ahead and, and that's just one example. And we mm-hmm. could, we could name a lot. We'll keep reading. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak, <laughs> Right. Mm -hmm. So immediately someone, you know, who's reading this and they don't feel like they can eat anything right now, right now, (laughs) I can't eat anything. I can't eat gluten. Like Paul's like, your faith is weak. (laughs) That's cool. That's fine. (laughs) Difference, probably different situation that's being reflected on here, but but still, but there's something here, um, who eats only vegetables. Mm -hmm. Um, right. So vegetarians, lots of vegetarians right now. Listen to this. Paul just called you weak. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, But at this time, I mean, what was really going on, I mean, the backdrop, I I, I led into this a little bit, is they're going to, he's going to begin to talk about like meat sacrifice to idols, Mm -hmm. right? Gentiles would eat meat sacrifice to idols. Not a big deal for them. Jews, big deal for them. Right. Major deal for them. I mean, going back to Daniel. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, we, we see that. I mean, we I mean, go further back, obviously. Go back to Leviticus. Go back to Exodus. It's like, right, right. <laughs> it's all just, the way back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's a big deal for them. Mm-hmm. But um, Paul's going to teach that everything that's permissible, you know, everything's permissible, but that, that doesn't mean it's helpful. So he's beginning to have this conversation. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not, and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted them. Accepted both. Mm-hmm. You're good. It's a disputable, disputable matter. Who are you to judge someone else's servant to their own master? You, you ain't the boss of me. That's where I, I started. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a free country. I can do whatever I want, right? Yeah. My message on <laughs> a servant stand or, or fall, and they will stand for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one uh, day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own Mind, whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord. Amen to that. Yep. Um, for they give <laughs> thanks to God. And whoever abstains uh, does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none 
um, of us lives for ourselves alone and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Let's skip down just a little bit. Um, Verse 12, so then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, Mm -hmm. make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. Moving down, verse 15. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone um, for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let uh, what you know is good be spoken of as evil. This is important very practical things. Mm-hmm. Things right now that I know is not a conviction for me, which we're going to break this down in just a minute. Yep. But I'm not going to do it if I know someone's going to speak evil of it. Yeah. I, I'm not going to do it in a situation in which they would misjudge my motives or my heart or my freedom of that, thinking that I'm in bondage to it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll break that down in just a little bit. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Verse 23, and I wanna, I'm just skipping down. So I hope <laughs> you're following me. Verse 23, last verse in uh, chapter 14. But whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat. Because their eating is not from faith, and everything that does not come from faith is sin. Okay, deep breath. That's chapter 14. <laughs> We're, I don't even know that we'll have time to get to chapter 15 today, which is really helpful uh, as well. Um, but there's a lot here, and I think it's important that maybe we break down one more time preferences, conviction, and, and what's just outright you know, sin. Yeah. So how would you describe preferences? preferences um something that i prefer <laughs> yes. a little on the nose sorry yes. um no i would say um things that in this instance things that the lord has leaded me to um in my own walk with him that have become stumbling blocks for myself but aren't necessarily always stumbling blocks for everyone okay yeah yeah, that that can work. That's darn close to convictions. Right. So well, yeah. It, yeah, so okay. it, it's pretty close on the edge. Preference. So when we talk preference. Let's, okay, hold on. Let me think. All right. <laughs> so I'll start the clock. I'll, start the, I'll start the Jeopardy clock. Um, so I'd say, I guess, preference would be more of just something. So something that I prefer, like, in worship, I, I prefer to be demonstrative. Like I, I am not, I'm not a sitter. I can't yeah. stay still moving and yeah, engaged. I, and yeah, yeah I ha- I have to be moving like yeah. that's just, and okay. So something that like a, a while ago, the Lord was like, I was in worship. I think this was like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like he told me, take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. Mm-hmm. And so now every time I'm in worship, I take my shoes off (laughs) and that's, I mean, it's not something that I'm like convicted of. It's not something that like, I feel like if I put them on, it's a sin. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just what it is. You know, like it's just something that God spoke to me at one point. And now I I'm just, when I want to be on Holy ground, that's what I do. Yeah. Preferences are just stuff you like. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, 
Uh, I like uh, slow, worshipful songs. I like yep. upbeat songs. I like the music. I like the lights darker. I like the oh yeah, I prefer dark. brighter. I, I like, like it loud. Yeah, <laughs> so that no I one like hears the music me. <laughs> softer. I like acoustic set. I like yep. whatever. I'm just using a bunch of worship. Oh yeah, no, no. It's because it's easy. Because most of worship <laughs> is preference. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very very preferential. Um, I like to sit up and I, I like to sit down. I mean, there's <laughs> lots of different things that come into preferences. I like this color of wall. I mean, right. So we won't spend much time on it because preferences are pretty easy to figure out, but here's the deal. Most people begin to confuse preferences for convictions mm. and begin to push those on other people and act like they're, um, because those are disputable matters, right? Very disputable matters. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they don't, they're not worth arguing about. They're not worth dividing churches over. They're not no. worth, um, creating conflict around because they're disputable and they're, they're, there's a hundred different opinions in a room of a hundred people. Absolutely. We all have different preferences and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's okay to talk about that. In fact, it's okay to be, you know, I actually like this, but it's all good. I, I, you know, but we begin to see the beauty in other, uh, other people's preferences yeah. and respect that and honor that. In fact, I've grown the most in environments in which I didn't prefer their style of worship. I actually Absolutely. I grow a ton in those. So, um, because we see it from a different perspective. Yeah, we do, and and we really have to press in, and it and it be, it becomes less about our preferences and really about our pursuit of God. Amen. Right, and so it really does take to be- make sure in, in an environment that you do feel really comfortable. Because most people, when they're choosing a church, they're choosing it based on a preference. Absolutely. You know, maybe some theology stuff, maybe some convictions, maybe how much they like the pastor and the music and the kids program and whatever. But, you know, a lot of times it's preference, you know. Yeah. Do I like this place? Does it feel cool? Does it feel comfortable? Does it meet my needs? Is it, you know, Mm -hmm. what I prefer, you know, in music and all that stuff. So, and then there's convictions. There's convictions and convictions are different. And, and he's beginning to get into some things. This is what he's talking about here. Yeah. Um, which are also, disputable matters mm-hmm. eating meat not eating meat what day you celebrate sabbath or if you consider every day yeah sacred right yeah absolutely I mean, I mean, we could probably say okay yeah yeah the sabbath is the sabbath it's sacred but then we're like oh yeah they're all sacred yeah we, yeah. we get that too right <laughs> so we can see where he's going with this and so but this is a real issue in in the local church then in in uh, the middle of the first century Rome, but it's also a real issue now as people have convictions here in 2020 with all the different things mm-hmm. over mask convictions over, you know, political um, discourse uh, convictions over um, certain legislation mm-hmm. over uh, what should be done to address racial inequality. What, I mean, all yep. those things that people have convictions over, but I don't want to get too much into public policy. I want to talk about spiritually what these convictions mean. And I think the last verse really tells us something because this is not a redefining of faith but or of, of sin, but this is a deeper exploration of understanding sin. It's not just... Um, um, right here, he, he says that any everything that does not come from faith is sin. That... That's not a holistic description of sin in itself. So we, we've got to take in the whole of Scripture to really understand. Going sin. back to that, <laughs> right? I mean, 
someone could probably argue that that says it all. Someone probably could. I'm not. I'm going to say there's there's other places. Right. I think this gives us a deeper well into sin that is sin. So there's sin that's sin for everybody. A general right. black and white. Yeah, no, black, there's black no and white sin. question. Let's just use the easiest one off the top: murder. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Not pretty. Pretty much anywhere in the world. No matter what culture you'd go in, people would say that's wrong. Yeah, that's, that's an wrong. intrinsic moral yeah. value that most right. Even most if you don't believe have. in sin, you mm-hmm. believe that's wrong. Right. And so, for Christians, that's sin. <laughs> right? right. That's what we would describe that as. Um, but here, what he's talking about is whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat; that it becomes sin to them. So, convictions are gifts of God that come from Scripture, mm-hmm. or come from an urging of the Holy Spirit in which God reveals something in our life that may be bondage yeah. to us. I've, um, I've got a lot of friends who have uh, battled alcohol addiction. Yep. And, you know, there's a, another person that's right next to them, same age, same demo, same, you know, lifestyle. Generally, it has not ruined their life. Yep. You know, um, but then person right next to it, it has ruined their life. Mm-hmm. And and it's ad- addictive in nature, and um, and the scripture doesn't condemn you know alcohol consumption. No. Um, it, and, and and so it's it's not a, a sin. It's not a sin, but for the person who God has put a conviction on their life and said, mm-hmm. "Hey, you're not to touch this." Not because the government told you so, or not because your pastor told you so. Mm-hmm. You're not to do this because you're not free. Right. You're not free. And anything that's mastered us, and I, I used our cell phones the other day because we've been, there's a lot of discourse around this right now because of this um, social dilemma documentary that's come out. And yeah. everybody's just thinking about how addicted they are to their phones. Anything that masters us can be sin to us. And so, like, mm-hmm. people who are addicted to Facebook, is that sinful to like look on Facebook? No. People that are, their life is consumed and addicted to social media. Mm-hmm. I think if you really prayed about it, I bet God would convict your heart about it. That it has, mast- it has mastery over you. I'm not, I'm not condemning anyone. I'm also not here. I, I'm not a con, I'm not here to convict anybody. It is the Holy Spirit that's going to convict somebody. Yep. And so don't take that, um, as that, but it, so something becomes sin for someone when God has revealed it in their own heart, in their own life, that it becomes sin for them. But it's not sin for everybody. Because right. you may not be in bondage to it. And so it's not, it's not saying this is sin for everybody. So that means you can't push that on everybody else. Well, and I think something that we can look at to these, um, these like, I call them secondary sins, like things that aren't necessarily outright sin, but have become sin in our lives. So the whole social media thing, when we look at, um, when we look at the 10 commandments, if we are spending more time and more energy and more effort in our phone, it is an idol Mm -hmm. and we are sinning against Mm -hmm. God because we have moved its place to something of more important than God. And that's something like we can, we can draw ourselves to that place and we can see it if we're willing to look at it. And it's, and I'm not saying social media is bad. I have always, I've, 
I'm the type of person that I'm like, I don't even want to be on it. Like, I don't really care that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just another thing to keep up with. But lately, God has been saying, I need you to be on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I need you to be on Instagram. I need you to. And I'm like, really? That's just another thing I have to keep up with, (laughs) you know? And, And so for me, it's not a sin. But I can tell you over and over, people who have come to me and said, you know, this I have to get off Facebook. Mm-hmm. Can you keep me accountable? Yeah. You know, and that, and there's nothing wrong with that. And and the, the thing about our relationship with God is when we focus ourselves on him and the pursuit of him, those convictions, although it can be painful and hard at times to, to kind of remove those things mm-hmm. that seem so uh, menial or insignificant to some and they're really something huge for us. It, it, we do it out of a place because we want to be closer to him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Romans 15, one says we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. Um, and so that's, that's the, um, our heart, um, in all of that is if it's an issue for you, I'll set it aside. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to rub it in your face. That's, that's using it. And and many times I think early on when we begin to, we realize we're free to serve one another. We're like, Oh, so I'm thinking about their issue. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about what's a hang up for them. Yep. And at first that actually begins to feel like bondage. Yeah. That actually f- begins to be like a, a yoke of bondage to us. We're like, oh my gosh, I have to worry about what everybody else's issues are. I don't have time for that. And like when we really think about our, our American Bill of Rights, all those freedoms are so that our, we can have our independence and we can protect ourselves and think about ourselves mm-hmm. and do what we want. It's, it's the, selfish freedoms. Yeah, yeah. The Christian Bill of Rights, Christian freedoms do the opposite. It's, yeah. it's actually leading us to a life of devotion towards God. Yep and love towards him and and loving others as well. And so at first it feels like a weight of bondage, but then that's just revealing that we're not operating out of love. Well, I think something too, that when we, when we begin to think like that and we begin to put that on that mindset of, you know, I love my neighbor as, as much or more than I love myself, then it's not that you have to begin to look at every little thing and begin to analyze every little thing. And I think that's the problem we get into as believers is we're like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And we get really purposeful and our intentions are really good. But then we try to take on the whole entire world, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and that begins to feel like bondage yeah. where if we, put we our were savior complex stuff, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If we were to just say, you know, Holy spirit, if, if I come in contact with someone today, and there's something that they're struggling with that I can help them in mm-hmm. by just not doing it or by, you know, by actually doing it. Because there are things in the church where I can think of, you know, like taking your hat off in church. I don't think God really cares if you're wearing a hat or not. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I don't think it's this irreverent act because mm-hmm. your heart is not to, to be irreverent. Like yeah. that's not why you're wearing a hat. Maybe your hair looks terrible. Maybe you're just, you forgot, yeah. you know, but you walk in and you see, you know, the lady who, you know, grew up in a church where that was super irreverent, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it really does bother her because she feels like you're not honoring God. Well, 
then take your hat off. Yeah, it's yeah. not you know like it, it really means I've, nothing. I've actually been in that situation before where I was wearing a hat and somebody goes to pray and then I'm like, do I take it off? It's not a big deal to me, but I'm, maybe it's a big deal to somebody else. So I'll take it off. Exactly. I could you know not a conviction for me, but it, it might be for somebody else. And so and there's a, a hundred, there's a thousand different yeah. things like that because we're all so unique. We're all so unique in our journey. And we're, we all have different things that we're going through. And, and God's desire for us is to be free. Yep. This isn't so we have more things to do and to keep up with and to checkbox. No, this is so that we know that God's plan for us is to pursue him and, and love him and to love mm-hmm. other people. And, and that refinement of our heart's going to take some time, though. Yeah, It's going to take some, oh, that doesn't, oh, gosh, this is driving me crazy. Why am I? Oh, that's actually shouldn't be feeling like that. It's going to take some of that and like praying through those moments and be like, why is this such a big deal to me? And what we realize is that we actually put our preferences mm-hmm. above somebody else's convictions. Yep. And we're not operating in love. And what did, what did Jesus say to our neighbor? And mm-hmm. what did Jesus say are the first two commandments? Love Lord, I got them. Mind, heart, soul, and strength. And mm-hmm. love your neighbor as yourself. We're putting ourselves actually above others we're, we're, we're breaking that second yeah commandment on which all the law and prophets hang and so i would just tell anyone listening who man this is new for you you're beginning <laughs> to think about other people's convictions as you've you know people you have a relationship with you know what their issues are you know yeah. they they're a gossip you know that they get easily jealous you know um about their sexual history you know yeah. about their substance abuse you know uh, you know all that stuff you begin to take on all that and you're like i can't keep up with all that stuff right you know it, it, it like you said it's not trying to save the whole world here it's beginning to live in such a way in which you're putting others first and you're free to serve one another in love and don't make it any more complicated than that. Right. I yeah. agree. You know, I, and I believe that when, when we, when we put on the mind of Christ, when we enter into relationship every morning, you know, and we're active in that relationship, the burden, the burden of it is removed. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. for a moment you might feel it, but he's quick to, to, to remove that when you're willing to be obedient to him, yeah. you know? And so it's, it's not living in the shame yeah. that comes, that can come from conviction, Yeah, you know, or, and, and come like, if, if you're listening to this and you're feeling convicted that you really need to start living like this, like don't feel shame about it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no reason that to feel shamed that you haven't been, or that you missed the mark one day or, you know, because sometimes we that's have part of the journey is like exactly. realizing we've missed the mark. And sometimes we have to miss the mark in order to recognize even that it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been times when I'm like, man, that I, I hate that I made that person feel that way, but I'm glad that I did. So now I know, and I can recognize that I need to do this differently, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it stinks in the moment and you go back and you're like, you know, yeah. typically you'll go to the person and say, Hey, I'm yeah. sorry. You know, yeah, but for sure. Uh, we, we were talking about one of those for me is just, um, you know, as a recovering workaholic is like mm-hmm. Sabbath. Right. And, yeah. And Sabbath is one of the 10 commandments. Mm-hmm. Jesus fulfilled the law. And so the Sabbath in the new Testament is a principle for our life, not just another law to like keep yes. up with. And we've got to check all the boxes every week. I've got to, um, but for me, mm-hmm. for me, that's a, it's a conviction for me that right. if, 
because it's an addiction, you know, yeah. a workaholic, you know, it's, it's a, it's an addiction to perform at a high level. And for me, it's a, it's a major conviction in, in my life. And so if I were to, you know, like if, if I, you know, have a half Sabbath or something, or I do, you know, something else for a weekend or we're doing something ministry wise, mm-hmm. I, I don't lose sleep over it. Right. But if it's been three weekends, mm-hmm. I'm deeply convicted about it. And cause I know it's a slippery slope and I'm going to go back yeah. to an old way of life. And then, and ultimately I'm not operating in a faith, which is what that last verse says. And that is sin. Yes. Cause I'm not trusting God. And that's what all this, you know, boils back to yeah. is that our freedom is tied to our faith and we've got to mm-hmm. operate and live in faith and let our feet follow that faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a good place to kind of hang our hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're so glad you joined us for this conversation. If you have any questions or you want to talk more about this topic, um, please feel free to email me, Jackie, J-A-C-I at fathomchurchjaxjax.com. Um, I'd love to to have further conversation or to even help you kind of wade through some of these things because this is a kind of a heavy subject today. So we don't yeah, want to... it's super practical. It's Absolutely. in all of our lives. Yeah. We, we, we can run across this on a daily and weekly basis. Yeah, it's it's super, super important for our walk with God and our relationship affects, with Him. It affects what we say, affects what we don't mm-hmm. say, what we post, what we don't post. Absolutely. You know, maybe what we eat, maybe what we drink. You yeah, know, all those things. So, so you know, we we never want you to feel like you've you've started somewhere, but you don't have a place to turn. So, yeah, okay. know that we that we are here and we are willing and ready to 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 have these conversations or to start a discussion. Um, as always, like, subscribe, share. We we love that um, people are jumping on and listening and you know enjoying the conversation. And if you have any any thoughts that you would like to ponder more, um, please email them to me and we'll, we'll throw them in at some point in this podcast because we, we, we really, this is for you guys. This is not for us. (laughs) I mean, we love it, but it, it, we're, we're doing this to help, help you wrestle with your faith. So we'll see you next time. Yes. We love you guys.